0: Hey, 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 Good to Insurance Town, I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this here podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so glad you're here hanging out with us. You know, over the last couple of weeks, all I've heard about and the biggest buzz in the industry has been, what's going on with Davey Holt? <laughs> uh, I, I say that halfway kidding and halfway not, actually. I've got a lot of you asking me that. Uh, I just got a phone call this morning before I recorded this podcast about that. So I wanted to bring him in and I want to have him talk to you about what's going on with Davey Holt and what's going on with virtual assistants and virtual employees and the VI and tasks. And we get into a lot of different topics. We even talked Travis and uh, Taylor. Sorry, a uh, little indigestion there. We even talked Travis Kelsey and uh, Taylor Swift. So let's go. Jeez, I shouldn't record an intro while I'm eating lunch. A little indigestion there. My bad. Before we do it, uh, I do want to talk to you about uh, one of my uh, favorite things, and that's my sponsors. Uh, They love you. I love them. Um, They love you. We all love each other. Uh, Let's get into it. Smart Choice is a network of over 9,750 independent agencies, more than 120 carriers. Their agency partners represent $11 with a B in written premium. They're the fastest-growing agency network in the nation, hands down, their agency-friendly contract puts agency partners first. Grow your book of business, increase your revenue, and be able to put your clients, your very own clients first by partnering with Smart Choice. Go to smartchoiceagents.com. Tell them the mayor sent you. Also, I got to talk to you about my good friends over at Canopy Connect. Canopy Connect is your one-click solution to getting every one of those tech pages that you need to quote your prospects. And... Yeah, they're also in the commercial space. They've got so many cool things coming out. I interviewed Tolga a couple of weeks, maybe a month or two ago. Go back and check that one out. He's got some exciting stuff coming out. And, um, you know, his his reach is continuing to grow. I love him. Uh, I love his company. I love what they're doing over there at Canopy. And uh, I just interviewed him also on the VIP podcast. If you want to check that one out, I put the link in the show notes. Check that out, Guys i can't wait to get in this conversation so i'm gonna get away the way so i can hit the recording and get rolling with my main man davy oh davy holt what's happening
1: brother me? how are you how's how's it going man good to talk to you again yeah, love talking to you whether it's here or on the phone or at a show it's always good to always good to talk to the mayor
0: yeah, dude, I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, it's funny, before we hit record, you know, you asked me, I get this a lot, actually, people like, mayor or the mayor, and I'm like, either one, doesn't matter. The mayor just sounds uh, a little more official, so I like that.
1: Um, you, get, you know, you got like Ohio State, is it Ohio State, or is that or the Ohio the, State?
0: Exactly, right? I, I don't
1: know, I don't know. funny.
0: So, um, all right, so for those who are listening, you know, we are recording this around Christmas time, so are you... You good on your Christmas? I mean, you got kids, you got, you know, family, you got all that set. You ready to go? Or are you going crunch time?
1: No, no, no. Uh, several years ago, thanks to uh, the evil empire of Amazon, you know, you can get <laughs> ahead of that and get the stuff delivered and you don't have to. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a phenomenon of why retail is so, so dead is that we all have other things going on. We don't need to walk around the store. So I'm pretty set, Uh two-year-old yeah. and an eight-year-old, big, wide range in terms of, what they want or what they care about, I will tell you. Neither of the two of them are growing any slower. So yeah. we, <laughs> you were telling family, hey, they're growing. So clothes are good. Clothes are good. Clothes are great. Yeah. Now they're. These are their again. Man. Two and eight.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. So uh.
1: no, they're they're good. Uh, you know, I don't have to worry about them hearing this before Christmas, right? So yeah, no, you're no good. secrets, right? We got the stair slide thing, you know, when yeah. I slide down the stairs. So that's just, that's either going to bring a lot of joy or a lot of injury. We'll see. Right. I'll,
0: well, I doubt your kids listen to the podcast. <laughs> so I can release it before Christmas. They probably won't hear it. You can it. release they it. Do. Yeah, they won't hear it. Good. Um, the stair slide, that's cool. See, my kids are all at that teenager age, so that would always be fun for them now. But they're out of toys, and now they're, they, like, want clothes. Like, my son wants socks. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I'm like I don't know what 16 year old wants socks for Christmas, but he does. So uh, pretty easy, but he wants like the Nike socks. They're like twenty dollars a sure. pair. I'm like, sure. are you serious? But whatever. Yeah. Uh, don't don't okay, try so, to don't
1: don't try to wade into kid fashion right now, man. You just you know it's just it's yeah. just a thing. They're gonna do it. We, you know you see kids out out in about. You're like, yep. what are they wearing? I don't know.
0: Don't even try. Don't even, just just get them what they Ridiculous. want. It's
1: Christmas. Merry Christmas.
0: Hundred percent. Okay, so. Let me ask you this very important question before we get into actual podcast interview. What's your take uh, on Christmas music? When do you start listening to it? Is it November or is it December 1st? When do you get into it? It just feels
1: like every year it gets sooner. Just like the stores put the Christmas, you know, the the holiday stuff for the next holiday comes out like the same day or sometimes before. Sometimes you see the holiday stuff for the next holiday. I don't know. Christmas music is a thing that does spark some joy and and people enjoy it. So you know what uh, the, the virtual, the virtual intelligence company take is you listen to whatever music makes you happy at any time. So I'm good with it. I'm good with it. There
0: you go, man. We, we started early this year on the Christmas music and I'm at that point now where I'm so sick and tired of it. Now I'm doing like, Christmas instrumental music. So I don't have to hear the oh, words yeah. anymore. I'm just going uh-huh. piano or instrumental, but um, do you have favorite ones like favorite Christmas songs?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So least favorite. Uh, least favorite is more anything Mariah Carey. I mean, that may be a hot take.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I just it. have
1: never, never enjoyed Mariah Carey. You know, that really high pitch squealing. Oh, yeah. I don't know why that, I don't know why that's art not to take away from anything else she's ever done, but that like, High pitched squealing. Why people like that? I, you
0: know, I, big, big. Not a Mariah Carey fan. Um if I hear "Last Christmas" from Wham one more time, I'm gonna ram my head through the wall. Like, I can't stand that song. It drives yeah. me bonkers.
1: Just Mariah Carey <laughs> stuff. What? It's just I don't like it. I mean, the heck now. Now I'm realizing like the title of this podcast may end up being like Davey Holt does not like Mariah Carey, which is fine. I'm no, cool. no, it's not cool. at
0: all. Not at all. Um, uh, she's a little off the you know, off the wagon. She's That's not crazy. now.
1: Listen, I'm not saying she doesn't have talent.
0: Okay, no, no, I hear you. I hear you. I, I, just not my style. I don't like I it. You. No, no, I get it. I'm hating on George Michael and Wham! And last Christmas, so you know, right. it could be Bob Humbug's title. I don't know. Um, right. Uh, well,
1: you got the fire for, for anybody viewing the video. You got the, the, the fire yeah. in the background, you got the nice setting.
0: It, yeah, I, I don't think that I've seen ambiance. you in
1: the studio. This is an awesome studio you're rocking. I love yeah, it. Yeah,
0: bro. I I go to the YouTube looping fireside video and it makes me it just feels warm and cozy over here. I like I love it. Warmed up by the fire? Ready to go. I love it. It's great ambiance, man. Yeah, dude. I appreciate that. So, Davey Holt, uh, you've been on the show before, but some new listeners have jumped in since why don't we take a, a skip down, walk down, run down, sprint down, whatever you want to do down memory lane? Go back because you've you've had mm-hmm. a little bit of a change in your life in the last couple of months. So, yeah, hit me with as far back as you want to go, and then we'll start talking about where you are now, what's going on with you.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, last time we talked, I was with uh, Imperial PFS Premium Finance Company, um, and then in on November first, made a change and and uh, joined up with a friend. And a former customer at IPFS, and now a business partner, in Jason Cass. So, um, <clears throat> you know, it's just just uh, you know, like I'll, I'll change. There are reflective moments and lessons learned, and mistakes made, and um, so I, I I can say that thanks to people like you and a lot of friends in the insurance industry, good people, good friends. This is where I should have been a long time ago uh, on this side of the table. Not only specifically back to some entrepreneurship roots that I have, uh, I have that way back in my background before even the insurance industry. So it's nice to be back to being a business owner, Um, but also to not everybody gets to work with somebody who's two things, a friend and someone they trust. And, And Jason Cass and Travis Etheridge are friends and people I trust. And we're doing it the right way. We could be making widgets, right? And 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 the widgets would not matter, or they're just widgets, and we make money off of them, whatever. And I would still come work with Jason and Travis. But the cool thing is, is I get a little trifecta. They're friends, I trust them, and we have a mission and a belief in what we're doing. And I get to say it's my company too, because I'm a business partner with them. So uh, November here of 2023, make this change, and. Um, Man, it's just uh, confirmation or affirmation from people because they, people, other people see you in ways you don't see yourself. Yeah, yeah and, yeah, and I have had an incredible amount of confirmation and affirmation on this move, and people just going, "Duh." Yeah, we we thought this is what you something along the lines of what you would do. Um. So yeah, no, that's the big the big changes. I'm with uh, a company and the president of Virtual Intelligence.
0: Yeah. Most people so, think we
1: are, we yeah. Most people think we're just a virtual employee company because that's what it's been up until the point I joined. But we're truly a workforce and labor expert in the insurance industry with with our combined knowledge and our vision here. So,
0: I love that. And you brought up something that I'm interested in. You know, and I hate to pump his head up any than it already is, but I love Cass. He's a good friend. You know, he's always been. I think I feel like if you spanned you know, the insurance universe, so to speak, you have a lot of people that would say that about Cass. um, Mm -hmm. He's a a good Mm -hmm. friend, good guy, whatever it might be. And a lot of people that are on the peripheral that just come into it and they hear his name, they hear positive about it. And I wonder talking about Cass, but just in general, broad scope, I feel like everything that he touches turns to gold, but I feel like that's because of his passion for the industry and his passion Mm -hmm. for what he does and his passion for, like you said, he could be selling widgets, but it'd be the greatest widgets that God ever created, or it'd be mm-hmm. this widget because he would be passionate about it. Is that something to do with just a success story or is that just a Jason Cast thing or both?
1: I think it's guiding principles. Yeah. I think it's guiding principles. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's guiding principles in an industry where it's easy to not have guiding principles. It's easy sure. to not have guiding principles and sell your company to private equity and move on. It's easy to not have guiding principles and take advantage of customers and employees. It's easy to not have guiding principles and just do things that are self-serving. Jason's guiding principles, as I've gotten to know him, are always based on doing what's right, being helpful even if it doesn't make you money, being transparent, and locking arms with other affiliated Or interested people and trying to raise the level of the industry that has given him a bunch of success. So he wants to share that success with others, whether that be customers or partners or vendors or even just peers. Like, technically, if you think of all the stuff that Jason and people like Jason do with their podcasts and their stuff, what are they doing? They're just trying to make the industry better by sharing content about what's going to help everyone. And so that's a message that was easy for me. To get behind uh, and a person, it was easy for me to align to how I thought I was aligning myself uh prior to, but yeah, it's guiding principles, man. Because so much in this industry is pay to play, yeah. right? Yep, you, yep. See an, you see, you see an endorsement, you see a uh, something, and you're like, "What's behind this?" That's really the world, right? What's behind yep. this? And the only way to the only way to, to beat that is to go directly at that, be transparent, and and over time, people sense whether you're full of it or not. And they sense if you're pay to play or not. And I'm telling you right now, there's people out there in the industry that have big reach right now that people know they're pay to play and they're unfollowable. They're unfollowable because the next thing they do, you're like, Oh boy, what now? That's not some other people. So, uh, because again, guiding principles is doing it right. Being transparent, lifting all boats, raising all boats.
0: Yeah. And I, I, you know, I always heard about this Travis guy in the background And, you know, when I met him several years back, I was like, I mean, obviously he's not cast, but he's got that same passion, that same fire, that same, you know, drive for those things you talk about, those guiding principles. And then, you know, I've met his son, I've met his wife, I've met his producers, you know, he's surrounded himself with like-minded. And then I hear, you know, this big splash we've all heard in the last two or three months of bringing you in and Mitch Gibson, who Mitch is also a brother of mine and, love mm-hmm. him dearly. And that guy's got passion out the years. Like I, he, he has so much is overflowing. So I imagine, you know, for you guys, that's gotta be contagious. You know, when you have a, a culture built of people like-minded in their principles and you put mm-hmm. all that talent and all of that together, is that what it is? I mean, going to work every day, obviously it's still work, but there's gotta be a little something in a little added extra in the tank.
1: Yeah. I, I I'll just share with you. Um, what that extra in the take amounts to is, you know, after I announced that I had left IPFS, Jason and Travis were the first people to offer me something. They jumped on it right away. And in that fog of transition, I didn't hear it. I thought Jason and Travis were supporting me as friends. And I took a bunch of other calls and I talked to other yeah. finance companies and other MGAs and stuff like that. And finally, picked up the phone and called him back and realized that their offer, as I learned more about this space that we're in, combined with what our opportunity is, I realized this wasn't just a friendly offer. Jason and and Travis didn't offer me this uh, for charity. When I called Jason back and said, hey, were you serious? He's like, yeah, we're serious. I said, do you want me to work for you or with you? He said, with us was our partner. We can need to do this. And he said it in, in, in like this way, we need you. We need you because of who you are to supplement what we do. And I said, wow, man, I'm bl- uh, confirmations, affirmations. And and I said, man, I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't see this for what it was. It was just kind of, you know, fog. And that's the energy that Mitch brings and Travis brings and Jason brings and Davey brings. We, I mean, we, we haven't even had the opportunity to come out with all the things that we're going to come out with, which again fit the guiding principles of raising the industry up. Um, and yeah, Mitch is a shot in the arm for sure. Travis, Travis probably has the hardest job. Travis got to manage sane. a lot of
0: egos. <laughs>
1: Tra- Travis is the sane one. Shout out Travis <laughs> out Travis is the one that you know. Jason and Davey and Mitch are like, look, a squirrel. Hey, we should do this. And he's like, guys, 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 sit down. Everyone, sit down. Calm down. So Travis is the Travis is the babysitter. No, no joke. And that's just because he's <laughs> even keeled. You know, uh, I, I, he's he's got the toughest job for sure.
0: But you know, I, I tell you what, though, you get that guy out and about and having a good time, and he can cut it up just like the rest of us, man. I love it. Um, yeah, he's he's a, so much these,
1: fun. He's, I'm just excited, man. Uh, you know, these these, I, these I love folks it. are these folks are disruptive, but in a good way. Use their power for good, not evil. Um, and, and we have so much that we want to do and share and, and, and protect. And and that's really, and I'll share a little bit of the commercial or the mission here of virtual intelligence is there in this specific space of virtual employees overseas or near shore or us-based, there's a bunch of people right now today in this moment, here we are end of December of 2023, doing things in a wrong, scary, or, or very shady way in, in hiring of virtual employees. And we can't get our <clears throat> message out enough, not just the commercial virtual intelligence, but basically to say, guys, if we all don't start calming down and doing this the right way, the party is going to be over. The dance is going to be over. Insurance regulators or carriers are going to shut this down if you keep pretending like virtual employees is still the wild west. And so that's a message we're excited to share is to, and and some of that education is just like I said about Jason, we need to educate the industry so that we can protect it for all of us. And that goes with everything that goes with virtual employees or premium finance and payments or agency management software. If you, if you don't do it right and you break some rules and you run some red lights, somebody's going to shut it down for all of us and the party is going to be over. So that's that's a little bit of what we want to get out there. Today.
0: You know, and there's a lot to unpack in what you've said. And, um, you know, going back to some of the things we were talking about as far as, you know, the team and the, and the guys you work with, I don't want to skirt past some of that because I do think we could do a whole podcast on, you know, creating the right culture, or hiring the right people. We could do all of that. That goes out saying we're not going to do that on this one, but there's a lot to be said there. So I want people listening to that the underlying message that I don't think Davey meant for you to catch, but you did anyway, hopefully is, you know, if you want to be successful moving forward in 24 and beyond is, you know, to have the right people. And if you don't now, don't be afraid to let them go. You know, don't be afraid to clean house, make some changes, do those kind of things. That's not this podcast. We may do that another day, but what I wanted to bring you on for, uh, so hear that audience. But the second part of that, that, you know, I loved you talking about was, and again, I, I keep blowing smoke up Jason Cass's skirt. So if he listens to this, God, Jason, I'm sorry, but here we go. I'm going to do it again. Um, you know, one of the things that I love about VI, about Jason Cass, about what he does is I've heard him talk um, about his company and virtual assistants in general, and he's never in my in my hearing said bad things about what they're doing over at NCVA or they're doing at cover desk or what they're doing at savital or savital how you pronounce it any other company Mm -hmm. out there that does it because there's a lot of y'all what he says is you know they're all great andy Priestman's a friend he's great you know the guys over at savital great and uh, i think that's the right way of just doing business in general you know to promote what y'all are doing instead of our company's better than this one and doing mudslinging and all that bullshit
1: yeah, totally, and and it's um it goes back to things like in sales enablement and education win over solicitation and hard selling.
0: Right? Yeah, hundred percent.
1: And and again, just like I gravitated to Jason and Travis, people will gravitate to what we're doing based on us doing it the right way or not. We, we've hey, we've already had the conversations about the type of customer profile that is not our customer. Yeah and 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 we're not interested in doing business. We are not interested in doing business with people that don't want to respect the virtual employees. We are not interested in doing business with people who are bad managers or leaders that run agency owners and take advantage of their employees. We're not interested in focusing on just a labor cost only and driving that labor cost into the dirt and taking advantage of the, the overseas employee. We believe in continuous learning and support and training and doing it the right way. So, yeah, when you the, the the beauty is is when you find your spot and you you can become a specialist in your spot. It's it, you can attract people as opposed to promote them and promote people or or to sell it, and that's what we want to do is just keep talking about what we do, why we're different. Um, you know, it's Mar- Marcus Sheridan was actually the author that spoke at 2021 Brainshare in San Antonio, where I first met. Jason Cass yeah. and and got time with him. and and that whole speech was about how Marcus Sheridan on his book you ask they or they ask you answer right he lists his competitors and reviews them and tells them why they're good <clears throat> we absolutely have that approach at VI look if you don't do it with us make sure you do it right make sure you research your company this is why Jason shares with all customers that we potentially or do business with his blog and his podcast episode. Educating them on what they should and shouldn't look for, Uh, because people will people respond just like they responded to Marcus Sheridan in the pool industry. They'll respond here because there's so much miss and disinformation, pay to play. People can sense when you're lying to them or you're saying you should do business with me because of this endorsement or this ad. So people can sense that good buyers, good 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 customers that are guided by principles themselves, and that's who we're aligning ourselves with is the people that care that want to do better, that want to raise others up.
0: Yeah. So, you know, several, you talk about disruption, you know, when this, I don't know how many years ago, I'm going to, I'm going to say eight or 10 years ago, when I first started hearing maybe less about VA space and virtual assistants and all of that, it was a major disruptor and people were immediately up in arms. You know, I'm rewinding back, but you know, people were up in arms of they're going to replace our people and they're going to do this and they're going to do that. And and then it was, you know, the the verbiage was um, have them come in and do your, you know, the tasks you don't want to do. And it was kind of that thing. And it kind of just felt like, I don't know, it just, the disruption was not in a good way, in my opinion, back then. And it's kind of evolved, really evolved, I shouldn't say kind of, over the years. And so, and I, you know, it's no secret, I've had a sponsor on my show for three years that was, you know, a virtual uh, employee company. And, um you know, hearing some of the use cases out there, people doing that uh, and what they're doing with it. I I wonder if you could, I know you're coming from afar and you're new into the space, but uh, you brought up disruption and whatnot. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I say all this, I've got so many questions in my head right now. I'm having a squirrel moment as I'm asking this question, but I guess I want to start with, um, you brought up, you know, something that I've been passionate about this is at the end of the day, The virtual kind of throws people off because they're not robots. They're not people Mm -hmm. that are in a computer. These are employees. They're people that just happen to live, like you said, abroad, overseas, whatever. And I think that's the number one, in my opinion. Now, you may have a different take on this, but number one mistake that people make when hiring a VI, a VE, a VA is they don't realize or they forget or they don't know they're people.
1: That's right. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't a long
0: winded uh, way of asking, I'm not even asking a question, but just get your take on that. Sorry about that. Yeah, totally. No, I,
1: I, no, it's all right. Look, leave it in. Let's do it. Let's do it live. We'll do it raw. Uh, No. um, I think that the moment that you start looking at human work as a robot or as a commodity is where you make the misstep. And what I think some of the other salacious look, Overseas work has been around for a while. The IT industry is really the first industry to really get going with overseas call centers and help desks and things like that. Um, but if the moment you start lacking the ability to realize that another human being is on the other end of the phone or on the end of the other terminal or whatever, and then you're a business that can monetize that. And then you see it as a commodity is when we think you miss out. And so, uh, replace our jobs and stuff like this just recently last week or possibly the week before they all blend together. Now it's the holidays. I had the opportunity to go in Kansas city where I live to the Kansas city AI club. It's an artificial intelligence club. Okay. Guy oh, who, a cool who, guys are cool guys there. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was awesome. So the <laughs> guy who got up said he it was the host. It was at a, a, a select quote over and over on yeah. Kansas side. Yeah. And he said, um, Hey, in in the 1500s in the Middle East, they rejected the invention of the printing press because they said, if we use the printing press in the Middle East, what are we going to do with all these calligraphers? And it's going to print incorrect Qurans and literature. The printing, so the Middle East, the the, the world over in the Middle East, they rejected. They wow. rejected the they rejected the printing press, yeah. And a lot. This guy was basically making the argument that that set their civil their, their 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 civilization back, yeah. Because this was in the dark ages in the in in Europe when you did not want to be in Europe because it was the dark ages. And so Europe adopted the printing press, and so the civilization. So what are we saying about AI and virtual assistants today? Well, it's going to make mistakes, and it's going to take our jobs, right? Yeah. So that's the opportunity we have. So now Vi, our company, approaches our industry the same way. We think that there's a blend: human beings, and automation, and AI, and, and technology. And yeah. and so we approach when we approach the marketplace. This is why I say, hey, people think that we're just a virtual employee company. Now we're, we're we're using automation, AI, RPA, and technology. And our virtual employees to be the solution for the insurance marketplace so that your live employees, your licensed staff can do what they do best, which is be live and interact with customers and sell more business. And so, hey, they're taking our jobs. You tell me somebody who wants to sit in an office and print out COIs and do documentation here in the States. You know, if somebody, you, you if you can hire somebody here to do that and they can stick and you've got unlimited training resources and churn and whatever, go knock. Your-
0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is holiday season and you're looking for those stocking stuffers. Look no further, man. Uh, I've got you taken care of. Ladies and gentlemen, go to manscaped.com and you can check out a whole variety of products right there on their website. In fact, I'm doing it right now. I'm about to type it in and show you how quickly that you can get to it. So uh, I'm type it in manscaped.com and I'm in here. Um and you can see so many of their products um from the lawnmower 4.0 to the uh oh and they got 10% off but I actually give you more than that uh, by using the code mayor but you've got the performance package where you could get an all in one grooming kit um, you've got the lawnmower 5.0 now, which is a little extra there with another trimmer on there, um, for your groin and body hair trimmer. You've also got the beard hedger pro kit, which gives you uh, the beard hedger. Plus it gives you a whole kit to be able to be, you know, looking your best with your beard. Um, there is so much out there. And there's the handyman, which helps you on the go. Uh, they've got the crop preserver. They've got the crop soother, which is the aftershave lotion. They've got the groin wash, the crop reviver, which is a ball toner. They've got the crop mop. Name it. It's out there. They even have the best underwear in town, man. You got to check that out, too. There's all kinds of packages out there. Go check it out, manscaped.com. When you get to the bottom, type in the word mayor, get 20% off, plus free shipping. That's a game changer alone right there. So check it out, um, because those savings go on top of what you see on the website. So this uh, package says 34% off. Plus, you get an additional 20% off your money. So uh, check that out, manscaped.com. Also, guys, uh, don't forget my friends over at Old School Marketing, O-L-D-E, School Marketing. They are taking a new school approach to an old school marketing uh, strategy by using drip campaigns and by using handwritten notes. Phenomenal. Old School Marketing. Tell Rusty I sent you. Now let's get back to the show. I love what you know what I'm hearing from you, and I'm hearing from BI, and you know, I want the audience to hopefully key on this as well. I love that you you're making it a solution focus instead of and a solution of like how to help the agency, not a solution as saving money or cutting right. bottom line. Cause that's when, yeah, it does become a disruption of. That's going to take our jobs. If you're looking at hiring a VI, a VE, a VA, whatever, in order to cut your budget, I think that's the wrong reason. If you're looking to save time, to save energy, to put your uh, employees in the best position to be successful, then have a conversation with Davey and his team, in my opinion. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and look, the same people, it's funny, right? The same people that come back, and, and by the way, this was in my past uh, company and my past industries okay it's funny you can sit down sometimes with a customer in any industry hey how's business going man I tell you what we're losing we're losing business some of these competitors out here are out here cutting my prices man they're just trying to find the basement they don't understand my expertise my value the thing I bring is worth something okay cool well hey we talked through our process here's here's the price that we have for the services that we offer I need your price to come down. OK, I, I, look, if we if we want to race to the bottom, you know, specifically for us, if you want to find you want to find a virtual employee in a Facebook group that will you can pay a dollar fifty an hour to print out your COIs and you want them logged into your agency management system overseas with no software, no training and and, and, and no certification. Knock yourself out. That is not us. We're not racing to the bottom at virtual intelligence. Yeah, we're, we're going to bring you somebody that's going to stick that has a high degree of English proficiency that is trained and that wants to work with virtual intelligence and your agency. And they want to work for you at the agent because they want to do good work because they have, they're great people. They have high work ethic and and good acumen, but they want to work with us because they know we'll take care of them too. We're going to train them and support them and keep them safe. And they can count on us as well for enablement and training and support and career development because we're training them on things that insurance agency owners don't train them on which is automation and rpa artificial intelligence to make their jobs easier because we actually want to make the workflow at an agency better but we want to make the lives of our employees better too so they can be better and they can come to work happy like you said with that other thing in the tank the why we're looking for that why we're trying to get people to come in with that why with that chip on their shoulder where they want to go go to work every day and work hard and be good people and and contribute and go home and be with their families.
0: Yeah. And that was, you know, I've worked with three separate or three different, maybe four now uh, virtual employees or virtual assistants in the Philippines. And -hmm. one of the things I love the most about working with people in the Philippines, the most, number one, what was my biggest eye opener was going back to what I said earlier, the people aspect. The second thing that got me was just the sheer you know, uh, excitement, enjoyment for what they're doing. Like, Mm -hmm. again, I just, I don't know how to say this correctly, but I'm trying to be politically correct, but they were just grateful for to have the position and the opportunity. And they're just happy to be working in the agency and doing these things and getting opportunity to work with, you know, robot processing automation. They get excited about working with, you know, some of these tools you're giving them. They're just excited and that's contagious alone.
1: Well, it goes back what you are talking about in that first point is that you were establishing a relationship. It's the same thing that allowed me to continue working in the insurance industry. I spent intentional time building relationships with people. Think about all your best interactions, whether it's a yep. partner, a vendor, a play, maybe it's a coffee shop you go to, a, a grocery store, whatever. It's faces and names of people that smile, that you can trust, that you know a little bit about their story. It's a personal touch. It's a relationship. It's the you know what else a relationship is. It also means you can call somebody when you need something. Yeah, right. And that's what you want from anybody providing you any sort of service or work is. If I need something, can I call you? Right. And that's what that's what our focus is with virtual intelligence is making sure that you have a, a relationship with somebody. And, and the political correctness is something uh, again. <laughs> let's just be transparent about it. I have a message for anybody in the virtual mm-hmm. employee space that tells me that they can't. Reconcile with hiring an overseas employee because how that how their community or whoever will judge them. Okay, look at the tag on the shirt that you're wearing at any given time. <laughs> yeah, where's it? Where's it made? Yeah, but n- but now when it comes to this type of work in your agency, this is where you draw. This is the hill you're going to die on. Yeah. This is the the line you're going to draw. So don't don't overrepresent. You know what you're about and then not yeah. be about not be about it about it if you know what i mean
0: right yeah 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 so and just to think also what you're doing for those cities and those communities in the philippines
1: yeah the stories of the stories in our company of the connections that agencies are making long term lifetime connections that these agents are making with the employees that we help place and train and secure and everything like that there's an agency up um 2 weeks ago they shut their agency down for their 2024 vision and strategy session. They invited their virtual employee to participate in that meeting. That's Can awesome. you imagine? Uh, uh, and, and and I will say, and, and I'm I'm jokingly correcting you, but it's it is part of our nomenclature. We are absolutely leaning into virtual employee. We don't call them VAs. Right, and that's but that's okay because most people call them VAs. These are not assistants. These are named employees. We have so many of these agent partners of ours that put the, that put their named employee on their website. Yep. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, so again, it's about building a trust in a relationship and, and that's, that's what we we're here to do because like you said, we're paying people legitimately straight up so that guess what, when a typhoon hits the Philippines and knocks out power, Because we're paying them the correct money and doing it above board. And honestly, they can go get the government loans. They can get the emergency assistance because they have income that they're paying into the government. Yeah, it's the Philippine government, but there's similar systems in terms of what you pay into for social services and get out and things like that. Every country that that is developed has things like that in place. And that's what we want, right? We want that, that personal and career um, development and that personal touch because those are the guess what there's a business side to this too if you take care of these people and you respect them like you respect your live employees they're not going to quit right and you're not going to have to spend the money and the training and the churn retraining the next person and spending money on recruiting and all that stuff they're going to stick with you and that's what you want because turnover is so expensive
0: yeah and i think Going back to it again, I love that you corrected me on that because you know, there are some out there that still refer to it as assistants or there's mm-hmm. companies named, you know, with that name in it. But I um I know of agencies that I've consulted with and that I've worked with and seen that they have a whole, you know, way of promoting them through their agency. So they may start off here doing COIs and doing stuff like that, and then they move up to this and then this, and then they have a career path. That they That ne- they may have never had in Manila or in wherever they're from in the Philippines. They may have never had that career path. And now they had that opportunity to go from here to here and maybe even rank higher than a live employee in an agency. Um, I know of one agency that hired so many virtual employees that they had someone to train them. And now this person was elevated from here to now they train all VEs. And then from there, they start training the live employees as well. Of Here's how we do yep. things. Like super cool Definitely. stories like that that I think are incredible. Right.
1: Yeah, totally. And and there's um there's so many great stories of people that do it right, that treat the employees correctly, that support them, you know, that don't rip them out and move them to somewhere else, or you know, don't commoditize them and throw them in a bullpen or a call center or something like that. Look, that's not to say that call centers don't work too. Right. But um, you know, everybody, yeah, everybody does it a little different. Okay. Uh, Some of the greatest questions that we've gotten by good, really good leaders or or owners of agencies or business managers, commercial lines managers, you know, anybody that can make a hiring decision in an agency, they say things like, well, how much can I ask of them? (laughs) You know, uh, can, can I give them a raise? Can I give them bonuses? Can I, how often should I meet with them? And give them feedback or coaching or training and all the questions that they're asking, yeah. they're doing those, que- they're, they're asking those questions because they think in their mind and they're not doing it maliciously. They're like, Oh, this is a virtual employee. I need to know. The answer is always the same. Treat our virtual employees the same way that you would treat your live employees, give them constant feedback and direction. And if you're giving everybody in the, in the, in the agency a bonus, you should include them. If you feel like the agent, the VE's work Contributed to the greater success of the agency, and so if when 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 agents tell us they're on a call with Jason and I, and they say, "Hey, I had a bad experience with uh, a previous VE VA company." What we want to figure out from an expectation standpoint is: Did they do everything that they could to make that virtual employee successful?
0: Right? Did they understand Was it, what the limitations problem? are? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Did they delegate them correctly? Mm-hmm. We, we need to do an assessment because I might find out that you don't respect your employees. And if you don't respect your employees, I'm not putting one of my employees in your agency. That's a you problem. Yeah. Yeah. If I find out you're not good at training, you're not, you're not good and unwilling. You're not good and unable, right? Those are different things. If you are willing, but you just need some help, we can help you. You know, if you don't know what you don't know and you're open, we can educate you. We can help you. We can help make sure that an employee lands and sticks and so those are the expectations I would ask. I would tell an agency owner or a brokerage owner, or anybody in the insurance industry, if you have a bunch of training and, and staffing problems and you're not willing to look in the mirror, it ain't the people and it ain't the job.
0: I also think that goes beyond just the leader in the, the head seat. I think you have to train your employees on how to work with a teammate that's overseas. We, we had a, a call yesterday a group that has 17 agencies and some
1: some new people that are taking over. They're trying to assess, well, hey, do uh, the personal lines people all report up through the personal lines manager or are they location-based and commercial lines? Are they all, so like you said, in those cool examples where you bring somebody in and that person ends up training, that's what we try to do. Get the first person in the door, let that person be like a team lead and then go and and we'll again, the differentiator for VI is we think we've hired the right person at the right price point with the right training. So they'll stick with you. That's the point.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think that being said also, I think a lot of the principles you're talking about here, not only relate to just VEs, but also with your live employees, treating people the right way. Um, I also um, I, in my mind, uh, I'm a big internship kind of guy. You could apply a lot of these principles to hiring college age interns, you know, within mm-hmm. your agency and how to implement them the right way. And there's a lot of cool things you could get from this conversation with, you know, me and Davey that you could apply to a lot of different areas there. Um, and speaking of that, you know, the last thing I wanted to get into, um, as I try to jam this in the last two or three minutes is <laughs> u- use cases because, my biggest thing I hear is people who call me and say I had a bad experience, um, or I tried to use them in this area, it didn't work out. I think the use cases just for COIs and doing this. Now I'm hearing people that use them. Hell, I heard uh, and so no secrets recorded out there. But Bradley Flowers said he was using them for accounting purposes, and like they were helping him with his books, and you know he had a virtual employee doing that. And I've heard people using them for cold calls. Or appointment mm-hmm. setting, so there's some forward facing uses as well as mm-hmm. just you know the average case that you hear about.
1: I think the the use cases can be divided into a few categories: customer facing or not, and then licensed or not. Amen. I yeah. think I think if you want to be customer facing in any way, whether that's outbound selling or inbound or anything like that. Then you have to have again, you got to ask yourself a question as an agency owner or hiring manager, and is what are your expectations? If you have an expectation that a non native English speaker, and I don't care what country, because the Philippines isn't going to be the only country that virtual intelligence sets up, we sure. have several. If you have an expectation that a non native English speaker is going to sound like an English, a native English speaker, you're a fool. Yeah, I don't care how great they are. For example, I don't care if the Philippine employee works in the insurance industry and in an English-speaking insurance industries for 15 years, they're never going to sound like Heath from Arkansas. No. Right? They just, we have regional dialects in the days that we work in, right? So make a decision if, as an agency owner. If you want them front-facing, can you accept that your clients and prospects are going to hear a second accent? If you can, go forward, have them front-facing, have them appointment setting, whatever, I think that you can do that especially yeah. if that's what you transparently can deal with. If you can't, if you can't deal with that, you can't have one of your 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 VIP insureds complaining about that then don't do it. And then so not customer facing or back office there are roughly 60 things that a that a virtual employee can do that is non-licensed in the agency behind the scenes. And then you've got agencies that are pivoting or, or v, virtual employee companies that are pivoting to certain language demographics too. They're saying, Hey, we got Spanish speaking VEs. I've spe- spoken with some of the most entrenched agency owners in the, the deepest Spanish speaking communities that have no interest in a Spanish speaking VE. Cause they're like, most of my insureds transact in English anyways, it's no right. big deal. Yeah. So, but but that doesn't mean that that's not a fit for some employees. So again, if it's a language, fine. Um, but there's so much behind the scenes that is non-customer facing and non-licensed work that again, goes back to that sliding scale of virtual employee up until automation and RPA and AI, right? And we're always going to find the fit because one agency may want to lean more heavily on employees and one agency is a little more apt on... Um, automation and technology. So so always finding that that's what we come in and assess. Hey, maybe you're a little more focused on the virtual employee because you're not as tech savvy. Or hey, maybe you're more tech savvy, you're good at keeping your systems updated and you just need a virtual employee to clean that up. That's not to say that our our virtual employees don't we don't have several instances where our VEs are front facing customers, front facing to customers. I think the licensing thing is interesting. We're not there yet as a company. I don't know. I don't know. um, You know, again, back to this personal relationship. Your best personal relationships come in person or with a personal touch. And again, whether they're in the Philippines, El Salvador, Puerto Rico, and you're in Arkansas Texas or Ohio, there's always going to be that disconnect. What do most people buy on? Hey, are you a local agent? Do you live in my community? All right. So let take all that stuff that those people, your, your relationship managers, producers, your service people, all that stuff that they're doing behind the scenes, entering data, quoting, stuff like that. Give that to somebody that doesn't require a license and go do what you do best, which is be in your community, sell insurance, offer advice. That's, that's yeah. the, those are the use cases. But I will say most of our folks start in quoting environments, quoting and marketing environments. And then they build that trust of our employees. And then, like you said earlier, in your scenario, they grow into other things. But guess what? That's a career path. That's a career path. It's the same thing. Have a career path for people in your agency. And if you don't, you're going to lose your
0: people. 100%. Okay, so I got, you know, one one or two last questions, super important questions I got to get into. Sure, Uh, sure. Is Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, is that a real relationship or is this just a a publicity thing? If they
1: if I was in Vegas right now, I would bet they get married. It's it's real.
0: It's a real I, deal I, thing. I,
1: I believe it, man. I believe it, man. I believe that that it is real. It is not marketing. That they are going to end up married, and maybe married forever. I love that. I'm so- a, that's my that's my bold take. I think that they stick. That is a okay. marriage that they, that they that it is not marketing. They really like each other, and it's going to stick forever. And they're going to have the most talented children in the world based on their genetics. <laughs> All
0: right. So, in your opinion, and I have mine on this, who married up in this scenario? If they get married, oh, dude, Travis Kelsey married up. Taylor Swift okay. is one of the most. I, I understand, but Travis is a yeah. good-looking, talented man himself, though. Oh, looks, man. I don't want to wade into the who's cuter thing. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Look, I,
1: so, But he's talented so, as hell, though. And he's got some dance moves. He's talented. He he's going to be the saying. best Chiefs fan here. Uh, he's going to be the best tight end at his pos- best tight end yeah. in the history of football when it's all said and done. But. Oh, I mean, dude, OK. That, that business. Everyone yeah. has always said about Taylor Swift, even people that. Started because people that don't like Taylor Swift today. Oh man, I liked her when she was more country. Okay, cool. You cannot hate on her business acumen of re-releasing albums, pivoting to pop. She's a marketing genius. She's unbelievable. Uh, Yeah. I mean, dude, I I just respect. I went to the concert in Kansas city. I had goosebumps during the first five songs. I'm not even a Swifty man. It was like a, a professional wrestling show, a, a mega church. A, a four act play and a rock concert all in one that, 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 that lady Dude, puts
0: on a show and is right. Yeah, kidding. I am. I'm raising two teenage daughters that are Swifties. And so I, I, you know, I'm not saying a Swiftie, but I'm a Swifties dad. So I get it. And I, and I love it. And she is, you know, I, I talked to the, my kids about, you know, back in my day, it was Madonna, you know, that was mm-hmm. our, you know, and then we went through, you know, some other's, that we went through there, but you know that's their their version of like a Madonna or a Dolly Parton or a whatever. You know, Michael Jackson was was Jackson. like that for yeah. a while.
1: Prince, like these people with single names, right? Yep. I mean, honestly, she's kind of faded back, but Lady Gaga used to used to rock yes. it out and have a cult following like that. You know, so you
0: know, there's so many of that. So with her to fit that now, okay, hold. On, I got to back up a minute. I'm not a Chiefs <laughs> fan. I'm not. Okay. However, that's all right. However, I may push back a little bit only using two words of Tony Gonzalez.
1: Yeah, you but said, I mean,
0: yeah, you I, said, I, I, you said greatest, you know, I don't know. I think, I don't know. Tony Gonzalez yeah, fi- is pretty I, special. I, I,
1: I, I could find the clip somewhere and I will where Tony Gonzalez calls him the best tight end ever. So that's,
0: that's it. That, that's okay. 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 I'm the
1: throw. And, and Travis has more time, you know, like Travis is eclipsing all of Tony's records has a sure. Super Bowl, which Tony could never get. True. Lo- love me some Tony Gonzalez. But Tony, love- changed,
0: I- Tony changed the position, you know, it mm-hmm. made it more of a, a sexy position, in my opinion. Totally. I love what I- he did in that era of tight ends that kind of changed it from just a blocking dummy to actual position that makes sense on the team that matters.
1: T- totally. And I think Travis has always had a really good – appreciation for the road that was cleared for him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, like that, you know, uh, Dr. J cleared the road for Jordan, but Jordan's still Jordan. You know yep. what I mean? I hear you. Oh, So that's, that's what, that's what that I, I feel you, Tony G was, was up there, man. He may have been the first greatest, but uh, Travis has, well, if Travis doesn't become just, uh, somebody <laughs> that just like, if, if you're Travis and, and, and you and Taylor Swift get married, retirement's coming sooner than it would have otherwise.
0: Okay. And then Yeah, you're right. I, I love this conversation. And that you took it so seriously with me because it means a lot to me because this is a serious <laughs> conversation. Okay. the you're last. Just,
1: hey, let's be honest. You're just, you want to play this back half of this episode
0: to get credibility with your daughter. So let's be honest, right? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> yes. Dad, daddy loves you. Daddy's a Swifty. But no, I, okay. Now back to the other conversation. Okay. Where do you, where do you put, uh Gronk in this conversation then.
1: Um if Travis, if Travis retired at the end of this season, it would be a great debate. It would be uh in early on in LeBron's career be LeBron versus uh, yeah. uh MJ, right? It's like you're gonna have your factions, people up in the northeast that are Patriots fans are gonna be like, oh Travis sucks, whatever. And then Chiefs, you know, rings, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. But I think again, at the end of when when he hangs his cleats up finally, there will yeah. be no debate. There will be no debate. And again, that, this is Gronk is another guy who, who Kelsey gives a lot of credit to, models his game after him, had him on podcasts, you know, it says thank you to him basically for uh, additionally clearing out the space, for clearing the road. Yeah. Right. So uh, it would be a fun debate today as a slanted Chiefs fan. It's still Kelsey number one. Um, but I think by the time. Now I I don't think anybody's going to win as many Super Bowls uh because that's a flash in the pan. I don't I don't think Mahomes. I love Mahomes. He ain't going to end up with as many rings as Brady. That's a once in a lifetime thing. But um greatest tight end ever it's going to be
0: Travis Kelsey
1: until the next guy shows up in 10 or 15 okay. years or whatever.
0: Okay. Uh I got gotcha. you. We'll end on a little on a little football note there and a little Taylor Swift note um uh, or tra- Taylor Kelsey, however you want to look at it. Uh um, It's Swellsey is what I've I've heard. There you go. It's, or it's a m- yeah. Mixed up name. Or it could be, you know, Travis Swift. You never know. He seems like that kind of guy. You never know. Whatever. I, uh, I would do it. I you're making it. you're, you're I, making a good choice either way. Uh, I would do it. If if she was like,
1: Davey, let's get married. You gotta change your last
0: name. I'd be like, done. I already <laughs> I did it project. Hey, it's already filed.
1: I did it. I already filed it before we got married. We're good.
0: That's hilarious. Brother, I appreciate you. Uh, it's hey, always buddy. a pleasure visiting with you, talking with you, seeing you. Uh, I'm getting to visit with the the man, the myth, the legend of Davy Holt. I appreciate you. Uh, and now you're, you're still in our space and you're even deeper in the space now, not just in yeah. the finance, but you're in it now. So. A- agency operations, man, agency operations.
1: And, and yeah, everybody can get to us virtualintel.com that's two L's virtualintel.com. Yep. My email is just Davey at virtualintel2ls.com. Bingo. Uh, hop hop on the website, shoot me a note. would love to talk to anybody. Um, uh, just give them an assessment on what we're doing. Tell the story. It's been great, man.
0: Yeah. No obligation. Just get an assessment. it out. Hear about what's going on. That'd be the best stocking stuffer for your agency right now as we're coming there up into three or four weeks, Christmas, whatever. Let's do it. Stocking stuffer. Yeah. VEs, VIs, V-whatever. Get in yeah. it. Um, I, I appreciate you, Doug. Um, and I I, I, I'll have to release this one sooner than later just because I loved it so much. But all right, brother. I I may take you up on that bet about the marriage of Kelsey and Swift. We'll see. Deal. Deal. What a great conversation that he could get into everything from VEs to the industry to hiring to Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift to NFL tight end conversation. The guy is like a, a five-tool player. Go check out um, Virtual Intel. and Go check out his email address. Reach out to this guy. And get to know him a little better. Davey Holt's awesome. Uh guys, I love you. I appreciate you. Uh Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy all of it to you. Uh, I want you guys to have the best holiday, whatever you're celebrating. Um from Insurance Town to you. Uh I love you. Enjoy the next couple of weeks. Come on back, you know, for the next season, season four. Well, I don't break it up into seasons, but my fourth year. crazy. The 2024 mark that for us. Guys, please subscribe. Please go download some episodes. Uh, please go uh, tell your friends about it. I want to continue to grow and eclipse as we've you know rolled over um, 250 thousand downloads. I'd like to continue to co- continue to grow and grow and hit that uh, that growth mark. And so I'd love to get to half a million downloads. Uh, so uh, let's see if we can get there, guys. Uh, thank you so much for everything, for believing in me, and for having my back and supporting me. It's, uh, it means the world to me. Happy holidays.